Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And as you probably know, you probably know, what I like to do generally is let other people have their articles on whatever's going on. I take a day or two, maybe half a day, and ruminate on it, think on it, and I'll have something entirely different than what everyone else is saying. It's not necessarily better. It's not necessarily more appropriate. It's not necessarily earth-shattering, but it's I come up with, with what I think of. Today, I'm going to swing it a little bit differently. Today, I'm going to talk about something on a podcast before other people do. Before other people do, I'm going to talk about something. And it's going to be about the Arizona Fall League and successor contracts. Arizona Fall League and successor contracts. Many of you know what the Arizona Fall League is about. To use a term that's used in education, it's a bit more of a finishing school than a... um, minor league, what teams do round about this time of year, maybe a little bit later, they start to figure out who are the players we are going to send for our fall league team, the Arizona League. The 30 major league teams split up into six different squads. So effectively, Five teams, five major league teams, five major league organizations combine into one Arizona League squad. So, for instance, just randomly pulling names, maybe the Cubs will be with the Mets and the Giants and the Orioles and the Marlins and the Red Sox. Five, uh, the Cubs with five different teams. And there are six teams that host. There are six teams that always have the same team they go with. The Mesa Cubs, uh, the, correction, the Chicago Cubs always go with the Mesa Solar Sox. They have four additional teams that will send them players. And each team will send a coach, either a manager, a pitching coach, a hitting coach, or something along those lines. Each team will send at least one coach. So everyone has their eye on their team specifically and the league in general. So you have a pitching coach who's at all the games. And whether anyone else happens to be in the stadium or not, their pitching coach sees the other team who's playing and can at least give a loose reference on, hey, when we played this team, I saw that guy pitch and etc., etc., etc. Carries on from there. With the Arizona League, I imagine this year there will probably be each team sends about eight players to the Arizona League team. Eight, it could be seven. Some pitchers, some non-pitchers. Teams will often send a catcher. Uh, three or four pitchers, 
couple outfielders, couple infielders, something like that. And they'll get extra games in. Now, some of the players that are sent out to the Arizona Fall League are going to be elite prospects. For instance, at the end of the season, wherever Brennan Davis ends up, whether it finishes with Tennessee, whether it finishes with Iowa, as long as Brennan Davis is healthy, he'll take a couple weeks off, reload just a little tiny bit, have a five-hour power uh, five-hour energy drink, then head back out to Mesa and play for the Mesa Solar Sox. Because Brennan Davis getting quality at bats against quality pitchers is exactly what he wants, desires, and needs, and the team ought to send him out for those opportunities. For some players going to the Arizona League, it'll be guys who... This is going to sound really familiar to some of the other podcasts I've had recently. Does this guy deserve a 40-man roster spot? Has this guy earned a 40-man roster spot? For instance, Alfonso Rivas might go to the Mesa Solar Sox. Is he good enough to give a 40-man roster spot to? Has he earned that? Nelson Velazquez is Rule 5 draft eligible this offseason? Is he good enough to have earned a 40-man roster spot? Now, it'd be cool beans if he does because the Cubs have been so long in between um, actual draft and develop and send all the way up the ladder sort of um, outfielders. It'd be really fun to have, oh yeah, the, and if everything else, anything else happens, then the Cubs will just reach down to AAA and call up the guy that they have that's ready to play outfield. You know, call up the guy. That's what all the other teams do. All the other teams have guys in the minor leagues who, yeah, this guy's really pretty good. Well, somebody's hurt. Somebody's on COVID watch. Somebody, you know, whatever, whatever. We'll call up the guy because we have the guy in AAA. He's really hitting pl- quite well. He probably belongs in Major League Baseball anyway, but... We don't really have a spot for him, so since there's an opening out, we'll call up the guy. That's the way most teams do it. Cubs haven't necessarily been all that interested in drafting and developing outfielders, so they don't really have a guy in, in AAA that, you know, now they have Michael Hermosillo, but to call him up, they'd have to create a roster spot. So Cubs will look at, Brennan Davis will go, Nelson Velazquez could possibly go, Cubs will send out a no, send a number of pitchers to the Mesa Solar Sox. Uh, perhaps Ben Leeper might go, or perhaps the Cubs might say, no, he's about done for the year. Cubs might send Ethan Roberts to Mesa. Any of a various number of different options that they are, especially ones that are possibly going to, well, that would be, Rule 5 draft eligible, if not added. Because if you have a guy that you send out there and he does well enough, then it will probably encourage the team to, well, we'd better add this guy. Because if we don't add him, somebody's going to draft him. And if they draft him, he might go away forever. You know, kind of like an Akil Badu kind of a thing. If, he do, if, we don't, if we don't keep him, we'll lose him. But sometimes you have a player 
who they're Rule 5 draft eligible. They're Rule 5 draft eligible, but they're also eligible to be an off-season free agent. They've been around long enough for whatever reasons. As the season ends, they can walk away as a complete and total minor league free agent. They can go wherever they want if there's anybody that'll take them. Sometimes in that instance, the team is benefited. The team and the player are both benefited. So often people talk about, let's just mention free agency and I'll let your mind wander. Well, the team ought to do this certain thing. The team ought to do this certain thing. Well, it would be very helpful for the team, but when you switch it around and ask, would the player be interested in doing that sort of a thing? Well, obviously the player wouldn't be. Well, the Cubs should sign Wilson Contreras to an extension. Well, why is Wilson Contreras going to sign an extension with the Cubs? You know, really, he's 12 months behind Javier Baez and Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo in the, you know, I think I'll just wait until the end of the year and then sign for whoever is willing to pay me the most money. Seems like the logical thing to me to do. But with some players, they're eligible to be free agents, but there's no specific guarantee that anyone will give them a 40-man roster spot. There's no guarantee. The team is interested in keeping them around. But the team is more interested in keeping them around, at least for right now, as a minor league option for next year. There's no real interest right now in giving the player, whoever I'm talking about, a 40-man roster spot. There's just not that much of an interest in doing that right now. But the team realizes if the player does decide to walk as a free minor league free agent, we get nothing for him. He gets to walk wherever he wants to. It would be nice if there was some sort of an enticement that we could give the player that would make the player want to stick around for next year. See that? It'd be nice for the team if the team could give the player an, an enticement to stick around for next year, even if it means they get a minor league contract the next season. And, as it happens, there is that sort of an enticement, and it involves the Arizona Fall League. The enticement is a successor contract. A successor contract tied to playing in the Arizona Fall League. If the Cubs decide to offer a player who in the offseason will be a minor league free agent, we will give you a roster spot on the Arizona Fall League And if you do well, someone else will notice and might draft you in the Rule 5 draft. See how that benefits the player? Wow. If I do well, I get a Major League contract over the winter. That'd be real cool. I'd have a Major League contract all the way through most of spring training. That would be really nice for the player. 
And for the team, since they've signed the successor contract, if they don't do all that well in the Arizona Fall League, well, they already signed the deal. So they have a minor league contract with the team next year. It kind of benefits both sides. You see how that works? The successor contract benefits both sides if the player doesn't already have a really good hunch they could get a 40-man roster spot. So do the Cubs have any players that are good enough to justify a successor contract, but not good enough to automatically have a 40-man roster spot? They do. Dakota Chalmers was an early round. I tried to look up on baseball reference today before the podcast, but BB Ref was acting wonky like it sometimes does. Chalmers was selected early in the draft by the A's. He was traded from Oakland to Minnesota and was with Minnesota for a couple of years. Back 2017 and 2018, that would have been, I think, his Minnesota... No. Yeah, that was that would have been his Minnesota years. He was with um, Beloit, 20, 25 miles away from the homestead here. And uh, for Beloit, he played in 2017... 10 games, 5 starts, 29 innings. I didn't jot too much of his numbers down on that year. 10 games, 5 starts, 29 innings pitched. I think there's some injury concerns there. Then in 2018, 2 games, 1 start, 5 innings, 3 hits, 8 walks, 10 strikeouts. And that was his entire summation of his 2018 season. So again... Two successive years, pitching out of Beloit, Dakota Chalmers had some serious injury problems. 2019, he got to, I think, advanced A and pitched in the Arizona Fall League. Did okay there. 2020, well, COVID hits. Nobody does much anything. 2021, he gets run through waivers claimed by the Cubs. Cubs run him through waivers, and he clears waivers. He's with Tennessee, and these are his numbers in Tennessee this year. Nine game, uh, 10 games, 9 starts, 37 innings pitched, 26 hits, 20 walks. Walks are still there, 34 strikeouts. So he strikes out a lot of people, walks way more than you would prefer, hits somewhat less than innings pitched. Really, he doesn't look like right now he deserves a 40-man roster spot, though some have made that contention. If the Cubs add Dakota Chalmers off of just this minor league season to a 40-man roster spot, I kind of question it. Not a whole lot because Cubs have the pitch lab and they think they know who they can get to pitch better, all that kind of stuff. I'd be a bit surprised, but Dakota Chalmers would be the ideal person to offer a successor contract. Sign a successor contract. We will have you as a starting pitcher in the Arizona Fall League. You'll start once a week 
in the Arizona Fall League. And that, that would seem perfectly legitimate because you get a pitcher like Dakota Chalmers, six or seven starts in Arizona Fall League. If he does well, then he makes perfect sense for someone else. You know, a team like the Cubs. <laughs> There's a couple teams like that around who really aren't too horribly concerned about next season, apparently. Um, interested in plucking him in the Rule 5 draft, putting him in the bullpen at the major league level for a season, getting him some work in here and there, here and there, and then after the season, send him back down to the minor leagues. Okay, now we're going to start getting you ready for being a major league regular. I think Dakota Chalmers is the ideal candidate to give a successor contract with a Arizona with an Arizona Fall League roster spot attached to the successor contract. If he doesn't want the successor contract, if he's not willing to sign the successor contract, let him go. Seriously, let him go. Because I really don't think off of those numbers there, he's going to get a 40-man roster spot. I don't think he will. I really don't see it. But if he's given a successor contract with an invite to the Arizona Fall League, he really ought to accept it. He really ought to accept it. If he does well there, the Cubs would have rights of first refusal. If he's doing well in the Arizona League, and wow, he really does seem to have taken a step forward. His walks aren't as bad as they used to be, etc., 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 etc. He looks like he's ready. Then the Cubs would have the first right of first refusal. The Cubs could add him to their 40-man roster if he does well in the Arizona Fall League. As they can do with a whole bunch of different players who do well in the Arizona Fall League. There are going to be articles on who the Cubs will send, who the Cubs should send, who the Cubs might send, who the Cubs ought to send, who the Cubs really ought to not send to the Arizona Fall League. Dakota Chalmers on a successor contract makes absolute sense and it makes so darn much sense that hopefully you understand the successor contract which doesn't necessarily have to be tied to a an Arizona Fall League invite. You can just sign a, you know, you can have a player who, I really like this organization, I've been around here for a really long time, maybe I'll make it to the major leagues, maybe I won't make it to the major leagues, but I'm going to be in the minor leagues anyway next year. I might as well be in an organization that already understands me and might consider using me as a coach in the future. That sort of a thing. You can definitely have that with successor contracts because in this day and age, minor league players don't know for sure if they are going to have a gig next year. They don't know if they're going to be in an organization that's going to appreciate, trust them, all that kind of stuff. And if some players, if they get a successor contract, they're just happy to do that. But as far as with Dakota Chalmers, offering him a successor contract if he accepts a role on the Arizona uh, on the Mesa Solar Sox that would that would make perfect sense 
and hopefully I'm up for Mesa Solar Sox games this year, and hopefully there's enough talent from the Cubs that I will be paying attention. And basically, if I hear Brendan Davis is on that team, I'll probably be paying some attention. Thanks for stopping by. Be safe. Be nice to others. And feel free to listen to a minor league game this weekend.